looking at the uh, the bottom of the table because the top is sorted. Look, I've I've calculated it. Man City only need to win four of their last eight games. So we're, we're pretty much done here, aren't we? Um, so looking at, at the bottom, far more exciting. Fulham down at the bottom, um, fighting. For, for, actually played Man City, lost 3-0, unfortunately. Um, got Newcastle. Newcastle down there. They drew. They haven't won a game in ages. And then we've got Brighton. I can't believe it. 2-1 against Southampton away. It's just crazy. So it's still tight at the bottom. Uh, we've got West Brom are done. Sheffield United are done. Worst defeat for them in years. So Fulham 26, Newcastle 28, Brighton 29. Still 10 games. Obviously, Fulham have got one more. Nine games to go. So how do you see it, Dimitro? Well, Brighton, uh, first of all, I think they fully deserved their win against Southampton. They played better football and the goals they scored, especially the second goal, was absolutely fantastic. It, sometimes, it's not like I always do that. Sometimes I do have a look at the tables with uh, expected goals, expected points, especially expected points. Mm. And what surprises me, or maybe it shouldn't be surprising that much, when we talk about uh, Premier League and expected points, that's uh, the huge, incredibly huge difference for Brighton between expected points and actual points. They have 49 expected points, according to Scout, mm-hmm. and they actually have 29. Yeah. So I, I struggle to understand because they are playing football. They create chances. They don't take those chances. I even saw somewhere on Twitter... Someone suggested they they don't have the right place to convert the type of chances they create, but that's too sophisticated for me, honestly. I, I can't <laughs> I can't get into that that much. But but no other side is underachieving so much yeah. in the Premier League. Because you look at this sometimes, even when you think about Liverpool, you say, oh Liverpool, maybe they are, but no, they have 47 expected points and they're on 43. Mm. So it might be surprising, but they are where they should be. Mm. But Brighton, they have this difference of 20. Even though, okay, we should be very careful when we use all those metrics, these new metrics. We, you have to put it into context and analyze a lot. But here, when you actually watch those games, mm. not only looking at the numbers, Brighton are playing some very good football in so many games. Oh, yeah. Nothing happens. So for me, that, that is the mystery. Is it about the players? What, what is it? Maybe Carlos can uh, say what he thinks about it because we are almost done with the season. I still don't understand. It was it was similar situation last season, actually. Yeah, no. Go for it, Carlos. As you know, Malcolm, I've always said Brighton are a good team. Yeah, you have. I like them. I've always seen Newcastle as our Fulham, uh, as our target to try to avoid relegation. Um, Brighton have been not winning matches that they've been contesting very well. Mm. And in some, they've been superior. I remember early in the season, they should have beaten Man United. Yeah. And they lost. Um, Was it Tottenham they should have beaten? Or did they beat Tottenham? I can't remember now. But I know there were several matches. Chelsea, I think, was a match that, again, they should have done better. Mm. Um. But there have been so many. 
Uh, Graham Potter, I think, is a very good manager. Mm. I think his footballing style is excellent. He's introduced it at Brighton, and the team has um, has has learnt the style. Yeah, and has put it into practice very well. Mm. The trouble is, obviously, um, when you're a smaller club in a big league, mm. the quality of player you get is going to not be as good as many of the other other teams, many of your rivals. Mm. Finishing and goal scoring is a rare ability, mm. and that's why it's a very expensive talent. Yeah. Um, look at Fulham. Fulham are playing very, very well, mm. but we can't score a goal. Mm. You know, we, we sometimes get one, but very rarely two in a match. Mm. Um, and, and not being able to score more than one means that even when you're much better than the opponent, your opponent is in the game right till the end. And you often lose points because of that. Um, it's all about quality of players, I think. You can get players to play, um, play the ball around in midfield to create chances. But the key difference between top and bottom teams, I think, is the killer instinct being to put being able to put the ball away. Matches. I, I know that many people say matches are won and lost in midfield. I've always said matches are won and lost in both penalty areas. Uh, because at the end of the day, you can have 70% possession. You can have brilliant passes of the ball. You can create 15 clear goal-scoring chances. But if you don't put the ball away, you're not going to win. Yeah. And if you make a bad mistake at the back, you can give a match away as well. Yeah. So uh, I would always pay top dollar for players who can do the business in both areas, both penalty areas. Because the yeah. way football is played now, yes, obviously, if you have an imaginative, a very creative, a very talented midfielder, yeah. uh, he's going to be a provider. Yeah. But the way football is being played now, um, unfortunately, it requires less geniuses to do well. All you have to be is above competent. Yeah, no, that's the way true. football is being played now, you just have to be slightly better than competent, yeah, and you will get results. Yeah, well, as long as you, as long as you, um, like I said, can pass the ball forward, <laughs> uh, that's obviously special talent. But we very rarely now, especially in in this league, um, see the kind of the kind of street football kind of you know the stepping over and the twisting and the nutmeg. We just see very little of that. But I agree with all of that. Well, for for instance, if I can just interrupt, a player yeah. I, I I love is James Madison. But how many Madisons are there in the Premier League or anywhere else? That type of player is becoming a rarity. So no, because it's so rare to have players like that, you need to develop a footballing style that will be able to create opportunities without the brilliance of individuals. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they literally are very rare. They're literally like an like uncut diamond. Look at Phil Foden. There's videos of him playing football in the street. You, no one plays football in the street, but he was, you know, in his little, uh, like his cul-de-sac way, playing football with his mates on the street. It just doesn't happen. 
But that's why he's an excellent, excellent and amazing player. He's going to be a future, you know, star, really. Well, he already is for Man City. Um, but going back to the football, you talked about, it's funny you should say it, because I've done some uh, live streaming, watching a couple of Brighton matches. And the Brighton matches, especially the Crystal Palace one, they had complete control of the match. They were all, The whole game was virtually played in Crystal Palace's half. But when Crystal Palace had the ball in Brighton's half. Well, the first goal was as cheeky as it gets. A little, we talked about, you just talked about Lamella's goal, which was a, obviously Rabona, which is a, a world-class goal. But the back hill for the first goal is, is ridiculous, out of nowhere. And obviously he scored second one. But yeah, look, it, it's, it's interesting to watch all three sides playing football. But I'd say Fulham and Brighton are playing great football. Newcastle aren't. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end. Newcastle, obviously, getting the one ones that they're scoring. Um, so predictions, I think, Dimitro. Who do you think is going to finish in that last spot? We know West Brom and Sheffield United are gone. Um, Brighton got the win. Still eight, nine, game, nine, ten games to go. What, what's your thoughts, you know, the running to go? Do you want me to yeah, go for it? Yeah, well, looking at the fixtures, yeah. I do fear for Fulham. Uh, well, they are playing Newcastle in the last game, and we are hearing that there might be, well, not 10,000, I understand, at the Craven Cottage because it's a smaller ground. But if there is a crowd, if the game is important, well, okay, anything can happen. Yeah. But I do fear for them because they're still to play Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, and even Southampton away. And you need to get goals in those games. Mm. Aston Villa away is another important game. So they're at home to Leeds, Wolves, Burnley, and Newcastle. So those are, yeah, they are winnable if you look at them. But those away games, they do worry me. Of course, we can also compare with the uh, Newcastle. And Newcastle are playing Tottenham, they're playing West Ham at home, they're playing Arsenal, Mon City at home, and they're away to Brighton. Yeah, next game. And they're away to Anfield, even though I don't know if it's. Uh, a problem anymore <laughs> to, to travel to that um, particular ground. But uh, it looks like both sides may not get too many points before those uh, crucial last games, especially that uh, uh, game at Craven Cottage. I do hope Fulham can make it, not only because of Carlos, no, but because, in a way, because Mike Hasley also deserves what is happening to, mm -hmm. to, to, to that club. Not, the fans don't, of course, but Mike Hasley is it. But I, I doubt he's a fan. <laughs> so, and Brighton as well. I, I still, you know, even Brighton got those points. I wouldn't be so sure because if Brighton, again, were to find a new Jamie Vardy, a goal scorer, yeah. like Carly says, they'd be like, like now, unexpected points. They're third now in the league behind Man City and Chelsea. Crazy. It's incredible. Of course, they wouldn't be in the top four, but they would be comfortably in the top 10 with yeah. the goal scorer. And then who knows? Yeah. Uh, so you look at uh, the way it is now, and yeah, you do feel sympathy for Fulham, for Brighton, but sympathy doesn't get you points. No. So I, I still I do fear for Fulham, and I, but I do hope they can make it. Okay. And if Fulham don't make it, what do you, who, who do you think would drop in there if they... Mm. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, I agree on that. Carlos, your thoughts? As you know, you asked me last week, I'm now beginning to see light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. 
but the tunnel is uh, slightly uh, darker because of that inability to score. Mm. Um, because I, I'm sure that we will go to Southampton, for instance, as Dimitro said, which could be a tough game, but I'm sure we can go there, outplay them, uh, create five, six, seven clear goal-scoring chances in the first half and, uh, and go in at nil-nil at halftime. You see, we went to West Brom and we murdered them in the first half. We should have been 3-0 up, but we were only 1-0 up. What happened in the second half? West Brom got an early goal. Everything changed. We had to go back. West Brom started pushing forward. In the end, we were lucky to get a 2-2 draw out of a game that we should have collected three points from. So that's what worries me. And we scored twice in that game. I mean, that, that is a, a, an achievement for Fulham. Uh, but how many times have we seen us struggle, either not score? Tottenham. Tottenham is another um, game that uh, we should have got something out of, but we we're unable to score. Uh, so I, I really don't know. If, if we can score enough... And defensively, we, we remain as we are and not perform like we did on Saturday night against Manchester City. What I would say is that now we are in the fight. Yeah. Whereas up until the Liverpool win, I thought we were not. Mm. Yeah. That, that is the best I can say. Yes, we stand a chance. You can be positive about Fulham. But... My God, you know, if we don't score, it doesn't matter how much you dominate games. I think what Parker has done is marvellous because yeah. we've got not very good quality players, but we're playing very good football, high quality football. Yeah. That is a sign of a good manager. Yeah. It's easy to play good quality football when you have good quality players or easier because, yeah. you know, other, other managers sometimes manage to not play good quality football with good quality players. Mm. But um, but obviously it's easier. It's easier. Yeah. I think we'll be in it right till the end. Um, and we'll see. I, I, I really cannot be too optimistic, but now I'm not too pe pessimistic. 